0: You're listening to Taz Encounters on Faith FM, and we're coming to you live from Tasmania, right across Australia. Each weekday at 9 a.m., you can hear what the Bible says about past, current, and future events. Learn to study the Bible more effectively. Get to know who God is, why we're here, and where we're going. And experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Tabitha Zachariah, and today we have David Leo joining us from Devonport.
1: Welcome, David. Hi, Tabitha. Hi, Has- Tabitha. Happy Monday to you, and happy Monday to our listeners.
0: Happy Monday to you, David. How are you
1: today? I'm doing well, thank you. It's uh, it's going to be a big week.
0: Mm, tell <laughs> us about it.
1: <laughs> well, at uh, the school that I um, that I'm a chaplain at, mm-hmm. uh, we've got a thing called a week of spiritual emphasis, and what that means at the school is that um, you know it's uh, every day we be going ha- having a period of worship. And um we're focusing on on Daniel. Uh, Daniel in the in the um in the Bible. We're gonna mm. look at different stories and we're gonna try and encourage these children to you know, just like Daniel did and his uh his friends, if you if you know the stories, you know, they were they mm. were, uh, taken captive yeah. into Babylon and they kept the courage and they kept the uh integrity that it, everything that they were taught in their mm. home home city. And I believe um that we can do the same thing as people that are People of God, uh, you know uh, in Babylon, uh, like the world around us right now. It's it's possible to mm. stay true and faithful to God in the midst of Babylon. So that's something we want to encourage the children with this uh, this week. Mm. And
0: which school is that, if you don't mind me asking?
1: Northwest Christian School. Oh, so that's yeah. a
0: primary school, right?
1: It is. It's kinder. It's kinder right to. Um, actually, I think it's prep prep right through to year 12. Oh, right. So, okay. yeah. Yes, um but it's still young
0: people and um
1: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's a great school. Great school. Oh, yep.
0: that's great. I'm just thinking if you're going to be talking about um eating healthy because um Daniel um ate healthy like uh you remember like <laughs> yeah. from the story of Daniel.
1: Um, yes, yes.
0: He refused to like sit with the king and um, partake what the king was eating and insisted on having um Fruits and vegetables and, uh, you know, everyone was observing how his health was good and he was full of energy. (laughs) And, you know, sometimes young people like, you know, fast food, like, you know, heading to Marcus after school.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, that's uh, that's actually our first presentation, Daniel, Daniel one, yeah, making the decision to eat the right food.
0: Yeah, but more importantly, obviously, I'm having the right relationship with God.
1: Amen. Yes. Right on. So that's happening this week. So mm. uh, for all you prayer warriors, please pray for uh, Northwest Christian School as you go through this week that there will be children mm. that will make that uh, decision to, you know, follow Jesus, and that they will be, um, you know, impressed by the Holy Spirit to do that.
0: Mm. Yeah, indeed. And for you, obviously, because um, as the chaplains, I imagine you'll be doing most of the presentations. You know, it reminds me back in primary school, I attended an Adventist um, primary school, and uh, yeah, I remember the week of spiritual emphasis. Like, I would feel so close to God because, like, obviously, like you start your day being reminded of um, your purpose in life and the love of of God for you. And yeah, it's just... um, very special time, I can yeah, say, especially for young people.
1: Mm, you're right, yeah, and that's why we, that's why we want to have them at the schools. You know, it's a week of just saturating the, the students with the with the Bible mm. and saying, "Hey, here's a, here's a here's our Savior." So, yeah, it's going to be a great week. Yeah, yeah.
0: May God give you, you know, the strength and um yeah,
1: the energy. Yeah you thank need. you. Um, thank you. Yes, yes. You know uh in fact um it's a, it's interesting uh that we'll talk about daniel and daniel talks about a very um a very important uh it touches on the judgment of god mm-hmm. you know and, and we're kind of looking at that in this in this um parable that we're looking at this Uh, This uh, this day, which is in Matthew thirteen, continuing what we were talking about before, Mm -hmm. and you know, for the book offer that's being offered today, I really recommend Mm -hmm. that you have a look at it. To you know, I'm I'm talking to the listeners to make sure that you know have a a, um, you know get the book, study it, and find out about the character of God when it comes to. Justice and how he had to make this, make this decision because uh, today we're talking about God's kingdom restored mm-hmm. and Jesus doesn't hold back on the fact that there's going to be a day where there are those that are separated from the ones that will stay with Jesus. Mm. So, um, you know, as much as the modern world doesn't like to hear something like that, Jesus doesn't hold back on on talking about this. And um, I think we should go to the... Oh, actually, it's us summary. Let's summary of what we've been
0: in mm. the past
1: and, and where we're at now.
0: Yeah. Um Yeah. So Okay, yeah, just to, to remind our listeners that um you can catch up on the previous episodes, like last week's um that you talked about mm. was it God's treasure?
1: Yes, God's treasure. So mm. um the for the last four parables that we've looked at, it's based on the kingdom of God. So we looked at the sower. You know, the, 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 the sower that goes and sows the seeds and, you know, what what happens after that. Then we talked about um, the enemy that comes and sows seeds against that, right? And then last hmm. week we talked about the treasure, the pearl and, the um, uh, you know, when somebody finds the, the treasure in the field and somebody finds the pearl. You know, one was unintentional. You know, he just haphazardly came across, oh, there's treasure in the field. So he sold everything he had to buy the field. And then we had the uh, the one that found the pearl, and that's talking about the people of God. You know, the type of people that see the gospel and say, "Wow, I'm willing to give everything I have to have this in my life." You know. And then today,
2: mm.
1: Jesus talks about there's going to be a time
2: mm-hmm.
1: where I separate those who belong in the kingdom of God mm. and those that don't.
2: I mm. said, so, "Wow."
0: Mm.
1: Yep. Sorry, go ahead.
0: Sorry, before you continue, just to tell our listeners that you can catch up on all those episodes that um David has mm. mentioned and many more from mm. different um series. Uh from the Faith FM app or the Faith FM websites, um that you can find from Google App Store. And uh our show number is zero four double eight double eight zero. Eight nine one, um, Use that number to text in any questions, any comments, and also to request for the book offer. And uh, yeah, we'll give you more information later on about um, today's book offer.
1: Yeah, mm. awesome. So let's, get a, let's go to Matthew 13 now. So this is going to be the last of um, the series of talking about the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And next week, we jump into the parables that are in relation to the plan of salvation. Mm-hmm. So God spells out for us. This is what salvation looks like. But um let's turn to Matthew 13, and we're going to read verses 47 mm-hmm. to 52. 47 to 52. Well, let me say a prayer first. And, and Tabitha, if you could read that for us, but I'll, I'll say a prayer before you get into the reading.
3: Okay.
1: Yeah. Father in heaven, as we hear these words, Lord, we pray that this will be our words to inspire, and encourage us, and that uh, we will want to be... People of your kingdom, we ask it in Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Um, so, the title is um, The Parable of the Net, and uh, mm-hmm. this is from the English Standard Version. Um, again, the King of Heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and gathered fish of every kind. When it was full, men drew a and sat down and sorted the good into containers but threw away the bad. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth.
1: Yes. so uh, I'll read 51 and 52. Oh, sorry. (laughs) That's okay. Have you understood all these things? They said to him, yes. And he said to them, "Therefore, every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who brings out of his treasure what is new and what is old."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so this is this is pretty straightforward. The the, the 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 net that's cast, you know, it's talking to an audience that's familiar with the fishing culture, you know, and so they often use the net to you know drag their fish into their boats and or when they when they went fishing and the net it doesn't discriminate. It catches fish that they want and fish that they don't want.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and so this net is cast out. And it says that the what the fishermen do afterwards is they sort out the good fish from the bad fish. Mm-hmm. And so the fishermen in this case, it, the, the parable does not refer to human beings being the fishermen.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It actually refers to angels being the fishermen. Because in 49... It says, so it will be at the end of the age, the angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, it's talking about um, the the Bible. Other versions say the wicked. This this ESV says the evil. And so it's talking about people that have chosen not to be in the kingdom of God. Mm Mm-hmm. And so there's, there's this this is time. This is going to be a time period, and the only every time we hear this weeping and gnashing of teeth, mm-hmm. you know, um, it, it always refers to the time of the end, mm. and the time of the end is basically when Jesus returns.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, in Jesus' return, the separation is going to happen. Yeah, right. And uh, quite often people think, oh, okay, that's judgment. Judgment happens on the day when Jesus comes, and it's. That's an incorrect assumption. <laughs> the the Bible teaches, and that's why I'm saying, you know, when you when you talk about that book that we're, talking, we're offering today, make sure to grab it because it gives us an understanding of how what really happens. Judgment is on right now, but we'll we'll get into more of that in the uh, the next segment.
0: Mm. And today we don't have a specific um, listener question. We just um, encourage our listeners to feel free to interact in any way. Um, you can just say hello and. Let us know you're tuning in and where you're tuning in from, or yeah, just any positive scripture passage that you've read today or in the past week. You know, just interact in any way, um, and uh, we'll appreciate that. Um, just message zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. And our first song is "The Seeds of the Kingdom" by Wendell Kimbra.
4: The scat is the seeds of his kingdom far and wide he announces new birth by the Lord of creation am making new every inch of the growing. The smallest of seeds in the winter is the kingdom of God as its song. But the powers of hell shall against it fail when the kingdom of God is grown. His kingdom In the hearts of the poor and the weak He declares to the captives I bring good news You shall be mighty oaks of strength Though we wait for the Lord The city of God flows a river From the throne of the land waters poor And behold on the banks Rose a tree of life Where the nations are healed and restored Though we wait for the Lord the harvest. And we long for our key to appear. Even now in our hearts by the Spirit's power, the kingdom of God is
0: That was The Seeds of the Kingdom by Wendell Kibra. And you're listening to Taz Encounters on Faith FM with David Leo, And uh, David is talking about God's kingdom restored. Um, and uh, before we went for a break, I encourage our listeners to interact with us in any form. Um, you can tell us, just message us and uh, let us know you're tuning in and you're listening to today's program and where you're tuning in from Um you can also share a scripture passage that you like or that you read this morning or the past week. Just interact with us in any form uh, on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. And today's book offer is investigating the judgment. And as David said, uh, make sure um, to request for this book because um, you get a better insight on um, you know how God goes about judgment. And uh, I'll give you more information about that later on. Um, yeah. so David, in the previous section, you talked about good and bad. Um, just elaborating from the scripture passage that we read uh, from Matthew 13, from verse 47 to 52, and you said that, um, that means, um, when Jesus comes, he's going to separate the righteous from evil. Um, can you elabor- elaborate more on this, please?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, before I do, um, to- talking about the listeners interacting, uh, last week. David, uh David Edgar from WA, he texted <laughs> in to say he's um listening mm-hmm. and it just dawned on me after the after we finished the show that mm-hmm. he's a faithful listener and he's actually contacted me personally online oh. uh, to encourage me and uh, you know I just want to give a shout out and you know thank you for tuning in and, and also for the encouragement and then I'm it's it's uh you know it's a joy to me that you're being blessed by uh, listening to this to this uh, the show so uh, mm. god bless you david Hope hope you're listening again and um yeah sending out blessings to you
0: yeah uh, yeah just a all, t- sorry. Yeah, sorry go on <laughs> i was just going to add to all our active listeners and um yeah those who interact with us we also appreciate you and um yeah thank you for tuning
1: in mm, mm. yeah so um, you asked me to elaborate uh on that and uh mm-hmm. i'll give you i'll give you this this is one of the This is such an encouraging word. In fact, it's it's in First Thessalonians four, and from from verses thirteen onwards, and it's talking about the coming of Jesus. Uh, I'll I'll read it. It says, "But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep." He's actually referring to people that are that have passed away, right? Mm -hmm. That you may not grieve as others do, who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring with Him those who have fallen asleep. So people that have fallen asleep in Jesus are people that are in the kingdom of God. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. It spouts out for us in First Thessalonians four that at the coming of Jesus, those who are asleep or are dead in Christ, they'll be the first ones to join Jesus in the air, hmm. and those who are alive and that are, that are uh, you know that have chosen to be part of God's kingdom, they too will join Jesus in the air. And this is the separation. So those who are, are, are asleep or dead that are not in Christ, and those who are alive and not in Christ, well, just like the parable that we read in, in Matthew thirteen, it, it, it compares them to, you know, it, it doesn't. I suppose it's not flattering being compared to fish, but you know, they're referred to as like the uh, the bad fish, mm-hmm. and Jesus says that they're 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 thrown into the fiery furnace, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 the Bible talks about. In Revelation, it talks about these, these angels who are, uh, participating in the last days of the things that will, things will happen. And it talks about a, when the, when the world is restored, mm-hmm. you know, way, um, in, in the, in Genesis, within six chapters from Genesis one, two, three, four, five, six, we get to chapter six and it says that the, the Lord is grieved in his heart. <laughs> that he, you know, that he created these people, and that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and some often question, oh, can can God have regret? Can God have, you know, and uh, you know, often as humans, when we try to relate our thoughts and emotions to God, you know, we we apply that, and and uh, Moses writes and says that God grieved in his heart; he regretted that he he had made humans, and he tells Noah to build an ark,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right, and the first. The first time that uh, the world is judged, it's judged by water. Mm. There's a there's a flood, right? There's a flood uh, all around the world. You know, we've seen in Australia right now, and uh, you know, I really pray for those families that have lost their homes and and things in Queensland and New South mm. Wales with the floods right now. You know, we've seen those floods, but this flood was a flood that that submerged the whole world except for this ark that had Noah and seven other people from his family you know they they were the only ones that survived but the world went under this deluge of of just flooded with water and the second time the world is judged the Bible says it's not with water anymore it's with fire
2: Mm.
1: you know it's interesting that um during Jesus' time, you know, when, he, when there was these disciples, I think it's Acts 19, mm-hmm. that, that Jesus asked them, know, have you been baptized? And they said, yeah, we've been baptized by John with water. And Jesus says, well, you we need to be baptized again because you've got to be baptized by fire. You <laughs> know, and the fire, when you see the fire in the New Testament, when the, the apostles are in the upper room in Acts 2 and they're praying, the Bible says that there was these tongues of fire that fell on them, you know, that there was a day of Pentecost where they were just blessed with all these gifts that God just poured out on them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, fire becomes the the new purifier. We've got water, you're baptized by water, but now you're going to be baptized by the fire of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible talks about the world, you know, we've never seen anything like that before. Hmm. Right. And, uh, it's the restoration of God's kingdom. He restored it uh, with water before and he's going to restore it with fire. And, this is a time we what we just read in First Thessalonians four. This is a time where Jesus comes to claim everyone that's made the confession. Those in the parable of the sower and the seed, those who had a soft heart and like the the soil that was just ready to receive the word of God. These are the people. These are the ones that the parable that referred to those who come across a field and find treasure. You know, and go, wow, what well, is this treasure? And and the one that was intensely looking for the pearl. You know, God says, those those people are the ones that will join me because they just love the gospel with all their heart. You know, they had to, they had to give up everything to, once they found it about Jesus and the plan of salvation, and I'm looking forward to looking at the parables about salvation, mm-hmm. these are the ones, right? And so when I, um, when it, the thing I really want to focus on when we're uh, looking at this is because, you know, we 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 live we live in a time where it's hard to think. Oh, why why should some people get it and some people don't? You know, there's this uh, this thought of an, uh, a thought of uh, it's not fair, mm. right? And God's character gets put on put on trial here, which is why I want to recommend by uh, take the book off, <laughs> take the book <laughs> offer, so you can understand and see uh, what judgment is like from uh, from Christ's point of view. And, and one of the great things about the plan of salvation is that right now, in real time, uh, the Bible teaches us that when Jesus died and he, and he stayed in the tomb and then he rose on that Sunday morning and he ascended to heaven,
2: mm-hmm.
1: he's not sitting around twiddling his thumbs right now. The Bible says that he's taken on a role as a high priest, which is why I'm going to plug the book again.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get
1: that book <laughs> so you can understand the role of a high priest mm-hmm. in the Jewish setting. You know, the, the people that understood the role of the high priest, Jesus was trying to communicate that this is going to, this is my role. I'm, I'm your high priest. I'm the communicator, you know, and um, I might've mentioned this story before, but um. You know, grow, growing up as uh, somebody that grew up in New Zealand and learned English, and my parents were born in Samoa, you know, I, I ended up, in some cases, being the middle person to communicate to people that spoke English so that my parents could understand, particularly my dad. You know, I still remember in Brisbane when we came to do our license, and um, my dad finished his test first, mm-hmm. and he went over to the counter to, you know, hand over his hand over his form and say, I'll finish my, my test, and... um you know, within within moments, I could hear the woman's you know kind of yelling. You know, she's raising her voice, and I can hear my dad's just talking calmly. You know, and he's kind of shrugging his shoulders, and the and the lady's pointing at the pointing at the paper and saying and I'm like what is she yelling at you for? so I, I left my test and went down to find out what's going on yeah. I said hey well, why, why are you yelling and she says oh I'm asking him if for his question and he's, and he's just saying yes I'm not asking for a yes I'm asking if You know, I went mean, oh I said I don't think my, I, I, so I said to dad I said to my dad and spoke and saw Um, she's asking you this, and he went, "Oh, oh, okay." And so then he gave the then he gave the answer, you know. Yeah. And um, and I was already frustrated, and I said to the, I said to, I said to the, um, said to her, "Listen, you know, my dad just doesn't understand English. He's not deaf, you know." And so somebody else came and swapped seats, and you know, I I think um, they could hear the anger in my voice, but you know, I had to play the middleman because Mm. my dad didn't understand, right? And so when you look at the role of the high priest right now, um. Heavenly language is something that we don't understand. Hmm. You know, but the Bible tells us in Hebrews 4, verse 15 and 16, it says, Therefore we have a high priest who's been touched or who understands all our infirmities, but never sinned. So he understands everything that we go through, but he never made him he never slipped up. And it says, So therefore, let us come boldly before the throne of grace, because we have a high priest like this. And so We as earthly beings, we don't speak the language of heaven. Mm. But Jesus, being somebody that understands humans because he was and he is one, he Mm. takes our language and makes it understandable, Mm -hmm. right? And then he takes the language of heaven and makes it understandable to us.
2: Mm.
1: And we we get this communication. So we have this high priest that is our judge, right? And so what I'm trying to say is the one that does the separating is the one that's Saving us right now. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> it's, he he he, does, he he is rightfully in that position. Mm. Um, we'll touch on that more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, our next song is "Deliver Us" by Matt Minicas and Josie Menikas. Um.
3: Is no pharaoh on the Nile Our toil is neither mud nor brick nor sand Our ankles bear no calluses From chains yet, Lord, we're bound Imprisoned here we dwell in our Deliver us, deliver us Oh Yahweh, hear our cry And gather us beneath your wings tonight Our sins, they are more. We slay Our shackles They were made With our own hands Our toil is our atonement And our freedom Yours to give So Yahweh Break this silence If you can Deliver us Oh Yahweh Hear our cry And gather us Beneath your wings Tonight Deliver us Deliver us Oh Yahweh Hear our cry And gather us
4: program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.
0: That was Deliver Us by Matt Minikas and Josie Minikas. And you're listening to Taz Encounters with David Leo. And um, David is talking about God's kingdom restored. And uh, David, in the previous section you mentioned about the role of Jesus as the high priest and um, mm. like mediator, um, explaining the heavenly language to us or just making it understood to us because you know we haven't been there we haven't experienced what it is like um do you have anything else to add about that oh yeah
1: oh man yeah we've only got the short show to, to go through this but um you know the the, the role of Jesus as, as the high priest is so is so important you know I think it's it's um incredibly um Important for us to know what Jesus is doing right now because Jesus is a high priest.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: When we, when I talk about the heavenly language, you know, the Bible even talks about that the whole, that the Holy Spirit makes our utterances and our you know, our sounds. It turns into things that He, he can interpret uh, interp- interpret our words and our warnings so that you know the prayers are understood in heaven. You <laughs> know, we, we 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 speak of things that are happening here. I think we take for granted the fact that when we open the Bible, even now, when we're listening to what the Bible has to say and it moves us,
2: mm-hmm. that we
1: can go, oh, is that what the parable is saying? Oh, is that what Jesus is saying? Is this what's happening in whatever you read in the Bible? There is something divine happening there. Mm-hmm. And what's happening in, your, in, your, in our minds and our hearts when we engage with the words of God, when we hear it, when we read it, uh, when we study it, we're being moved by um by language that's coming from heaven and it's being understood by us the fact that we could be under that we can understand it is beyond anything i can even explain mm. you know I, I think it's a privilege and an honor that like i said we, we take it for granted um you know and, and this keeps in keeps in mind because you know this parable that we looked at in matthew 13 it, it doesn't really talk about uh the people of God because we already looked at you know he's already talked about that in the parable of the treasure and you know the the sowing of the seeds but he says what will happen to the evil ones right and so we can get an understanding of what this of, of what Satan is up to. You know, Jesus made reference to him already that he, he comes at nighttime and he sows the seed of, of, of the weeds to try and strangle out everything that uh, God's trying to teach. And so you can understand now when you look at this parable that the whole the whole purpose of Satan's work is to ensure that you have no engagement with the high priest. Mm. You and me do not pray. You and me do not engage in what the Bible says that people don't, Get to understand Jesus and uh, you know the, the plan of salvation. Because when they find that out, they will they'll sell out. They'll they'll do everything that they, they'll give away what they they can to know and understand who Jesus is. So the role of Satan is to ensure that that contact never happens. And if it has happened, he's got to do everything he can to disconnect the the connection between us and Jesus Christ. Hmm. And you know, it makes you wonder why. Why does why, why is Satan so? Um, why is he so caught up in and making and doing this mission?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: alright And I can't help but think <laughs> that the, the, the reason why it's it's been done, it's uh, there is this. It even comes up in human human nature, the sinful side of human nature. That if I am going down, I am going to take down as many with me. Mm. You know, you know, what I am talking about. Um well
0: it's it's I've heard that before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, but well, I don't know the exact thing. <laughs>
1: Oh, I'll I, 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 I give an example. I'll give an example. You know, like, let's say you've been, um, you've been sneaking stuff at work and you've been taking shortcuts. Mm.
0: Right? And, and you, you know other people short- do that.
1: <laughs> That's right. That's right. And then you get caught. You know, you get caught. Oh, you know, you've been taking shortcuts. That's not the right way to do it. And you've been caught out because all these clients have come back and said, hey, this happened and this happened. And everything points to you. And then you know that, you know, there's John over there that does it. There's Jane that does it as well. And, you know, there's Tiffany at the back there that does it as well. And so when you get caught, you go, what about John, Jane, and Tiffany? They do the mm-hmm. same thing. I want to take them down too, you know. like uh, You know, I've, I've, um, now that I've been exposed, you know, and, and it's a sad thing. But uh, as we know, the Bible tells us that Satan had the had the privilege and honor to be you know, a high-ranking angel in heaven. Mm. And he lost that privilege because, you know, the Bible tells us that he wanted to be higher than God. He wanted to take that position. He, um, you know, he, he didn't. He believed that that God has been tyrannical and his government is based on something that uh, that that they deserve better. You know, when he begins his campaign, and you know, true to true to form, he's still doing that. Hmm. You know, uh, people would say, uh, people literally have said, um, Dave, why, why would you be a Christian? Because it limits your ability to live life to its fullest. You know, you're not, you know, you're not living life, you know, as, as you should have fun, Dave. You know, like David, uh, uh, what what do you call it? Your, your life has been, been limited by God's commandments.
2: Mm.
1: You know, and, and little, little do we understand that, uh, that's the campaign of Satan to think that these limitations—things like "do not steal," <laughs> things like "remember the Sabbath," and things like you know, "don't worship any other god other than the god that created you"—limitations. You know, th- those aren't limitations. Those are actually pointing out who we are and where we really come from. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm the Creator God that made you. You know, you, if you worship any other god, you're going to be duped. Mm. You know, hey, hey, David! Um, don't commit adultery. Mm. <laughs> Be faithful to your wife. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's a that's a good limitation because that means my wife will love me for being faithful. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, and <laughs> you know? you're not wrong. You're not doing anything wrong
1: to her or by her. Yeah, that's right. Mm. And so we've got, um, you know, and and, and I really, um, uh, you know, when, when we look at these, it's it's heartbreaking. It's always heartbreaking when when people don't see our you know our lord and savior jesus christ as our not only is he our high priest he's the one that's that that died on the cross and um fulfilled and and paid that 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 blood that, that price that um we don't have to we don't have to do it you know we can come to jesus he's the one that created us he's the one that gave us this law he's He's the one that delivers us from any situation, even now when we call upon the name of Jesus, Lord, please come, you know, deliver us. These promises that He's given us in the Bible, mm. and, and, you know, I, I think of, I think it's Exodus fourteen fourteen. Correct me if I'm wrong, but um, it, it talks about, uh, be, uh, I will fight for you. Mm. All you need to do is be still, mm. right? Like, and those type of you know Jesus wants to keep those promises. This is the type of Jesus we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And and the thing I love about this parable in Matthew 13 is he's uh, about this dragnet, about this fish these fishermen that separate the good fish and the bad fish. The thing I love about this is mm-hmm. Jesus isn't just doing a, he, all these parables. They're not just feel good parables. He's giving us the truth. He's saying this is going to happen. At the end of the age, this is going to happen. And when you talk about the good fish and the bad fish, you know, I, I would hope that the people that are listening are going, Oh, which which one am I? You know? And it's interesting how he finishes off, finishes off. You know, we our first parable that we opened up with, we talked about the um the new and old clothing, mm. the new cloth going into the old cloth. And we talk about the new wineskins and the, the old wineskins. And then in 51 and 52, he says, Do you understand? And they say, Yes, we understand. And then he says, anybody that's tra- any scribe, which is somebody that's trained in the Jewish law, somebody like Paul, you know, he used to be trained really well in the Jewish law. He said, any of those type of people that accept the gospel, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to be a force to, to be reckoned with. Mm. You know, that's an interesting way of finishing off. He's basically saying to the mm. the teachers of that time, "Hey, listen, um, you know the Bible, you know you know the scripture so well. If you'll accept the gospel, man, you're gonna spread. You're gonna spread the, the kingdom and help people not to be bad fish. You know, bring, bring in the bringing the good fish. And mm. so, um, yeah, that's a what a, what a way to finish off his series of what it means to be in the kingdom of God." Mm. And what it means to be not in the kingdom of God. So we know, well, this is what we we should think. And this is what we should do. You know, faith and works acting in this, in these things that Jesus has revealed to us.
0: Mm, indeed. And, uh, David has emphasized enough <laughs> that you need to get this book called Investigating yes. the Judgment because, um, text, this, text in, get it. Mm, this book <laughs> will help you to understand, um, this issue of, um, judgment or just what David is covering in today's program. And it's a revolutionary look at, um, God's total fairness and relentless effort to, Save Us. Um, the author is John Anderson. Um, the author examines accounts of divine distribution from Genesis to Revelation and finds that God follows consistent patterns in, um, in the process, inviting his creatures um, to investigate be- before he executes judgment. The pre-Adventist judgment is not so much about prophetic charts or dates, as it is about the trustworthiness of a God who stoops to allow human beings to examine His rulings in order to establish confidence in His justice. and This work will inspire a deeper faith in one of the clearer teachings of the Scripture. And I'll give you the quote um, after the break uh, to request for this book. Our next song is Fairest Lord Jesus by Ali Rogers. That is fairest Lord Jesus by Ali Rogers, and you're listening to Taz Encounters with David Leo. And uh, David has been talking about God's Kingdom Restored. Um, and uh, before we went for a break, I promised to give you the code to claim today's book offer, which is um, Investigating the Judgment by John Anderson, John T. Anderson. And the code to claim the book um, is Encounter Four. Text encounter number four. Encounter four. Don't put any space in between text at two zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one and I will be able to send the book to you. Um David, I believe we are in the last section of today's um sharing. And in the previous section you talked about um making the decision to be part of God's kingdom. Uh did you want to add anything to that before wrapping up?
1: Yeah, I think uh, you know at the end of this um there's this parabolic series of um
0: david are you there you can't hear me uh we lost you for a few seconds but it's good to have you back
1: <laughs> <laughs> no i did i did hear you i'm not too sure what happened oh, okay. but um yeah the uh, yeah the, the the summary of uh you know the, the parabolic series is that um that uh we're left with this choice, and the choice from the very, very first parable was, you know, which, which, uh, which, which group are we? Do we fall in? Do we you? fall in the the path where the birds take away the seed, or the, the 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 one where it falls on the rock and it doesn't take any root, and when the sun comes out, it just, you know, quickly excited, and the words lost? Or are we the ones that grow with the weed, and the weed distracts us, the things of the world distract us and choke us out? Or Will we will be the one that will be humble and uh, willing to receive the word to allow kingdom growth, you know, to allow um, God to work in our hearts that we may be part of this um, this this group that that claim Jesus Christ. And it comes to the very end, and Jesus says, "Listen, this is how things will finish in the end, and I don't want to, I, I don't want to, I don't want to hide anything from you, mm-hmm. you know." The kingdom that I made from the beginning, from the time that I made Adam and Eve, and what I intended from the Garden of Eden, from the very first time I created the world, I'm going to restore that. That's how it's going to be at the end of time. And there are people now. We just, you know, I quickly talked about the law before. There, there are people now that have confessed and said that they want to live uh, as people that are part of God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. And these people will exercise what it means to live in God's kingdom. And God's kingdom, summed up. And uh, Matthew 22 verses 37 to 39 says to love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. Mm. That's what sums up. Sums it up. So it's loving God and loving others. And there are people then that exercise this and they realize that the most important thing to invest in right now is loving God and loving others. Mm-hmm. And so we have come to the understanding There are things that are more important than uh, careers, that are more important than um, possibly people that are putting their relationships to their boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife first, and not putting God first, money, uh, education. There are things that are more important than that, and that is loving God and loving others. Mm Mm-hmm so people in, in god's in the kingdom of God, people that are, are learning this are starting you know they, they realize oh man i 've got to live life a different way i 've got to live life the way that God spelled out and I talked about you know the heavenly language and the earthly language before, and are like two different cultures. The Bible refers to them as Jerusalem and Babylon now you know i i i 've heard you know i I find a lot of stories that are funny you know when people change cultures. Um, I remember i I remember um just like the thing that I told you about my dad, my dad said that when he first moved to New Zealand he didn 't know any English other than what he watched in the movies and his favorite character i don 't know if you know who this person do you know have you heard of John wayne Tabith- yeah yeah yeah. he's a cowboy character you know what well, dad dad liked watching him, and he said mm-hmm. the only things the only things he knew was uh thank you yes and um I think he learned from another movie to say, I love you, you know? So, mm-hmm. and he said, when he went through customs and he came to the airport, he just followed where everyone else was going. He had no idea what to say. And when the customs officer or whoever it was engaged him, he didn't want, he didn't know what to say. And I said, man, and I was thinking, dad, it would be so funny if I was, you know, if I was there. And I said, Do you remember what you said? He goes, no, I don't. He goes, I just, I was just saying, yes, thank you. Yes, thank you. I said, did you say, did you say, I love you to anybody? You know, and, uh, <laughs> he just, he just laughed, but, um, just, just the, just that transition, the mm. transition from one, you know, one country, from Samoa to New Zealand, you could imagine what it's like for us that have been conditioned and trained into living the life that the devil's put in front of us, you know, get a good career, get money, get education, get this, make that your number one priority. Mm. And so we do, you know, and and doing that, you know, we, we, we chase that dream and, and, uh, you know, they, these, are, these are not I've said this in the past On the show But these are not bad things mm. But they become bad When it's the only thing That you want You know Like your whole Your whole identity And purpose of life Is dependent on those things mm. And then God comes along Shows you the plan of salvation And it's a whole different way Of living life Being humble You know uh, ch- Chasing uh, Chasing the word of God Every single day You know Lifting others up and, and, and uh, encouraging them, you know, investing in, uh, you know, pu- putting putting others first. What a what a strange concept, you know. These are all counterintuitive and counter uh, to the, the kingdom of of what Satan has shown to us. Mm. You know, and Jesus Christ comes and says, "This is my kingdom. You know, do you want to be a part of it? Mm. Um, this is how it's going to end." You know, and, and in all, you know, and the encouragement I want to give is you know, lots of people since the time, since, since the old days, you know, like, uh, uh indulgences were sold. You know, the, the Catholic Church used to sell indulgences. And what that was, was mm-hmm. um, they used to write up a piece of paper that would forgive somebody. You know, you pay money and they'll give it to you. And there's a story that Luther tells of Tetzel, who w- went around uh, selling it. Mm-hmm. And he went to a particular place, and a, and a nobleman came and said, Can I buy an indulgence for a sin that I'm going to perform in the future?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And <laughs> Tetzel says, Yep. So he sells him this indulgence for a sin that he's going to, you know, perform in the future. Mm-hmm. And, um, later on when he was taking his taking his his uh his chest with the money with the money in it that he just sold the indulgences indulgence with this mob came hmm. and they robbed him and took all the money from the indulgences and uh Tetzel threatened him and said oh you have no idea what the lord is going to do to you yeah. and one of the knights one of the guys that responded said no no um, i already paid for forgiveness earlier in the day well. so he, it was the same guy that said i'm going to you know the The Mm. sin that I'm going to perform, Uh, so he performed that sin, Uh. and he took he took all that money back, you know, (laughs) yeah, and yeah, it's it's a it's there's this understanding in uh, in the kingdom that that Satan says is that um, we can chase that we can we can uh, we can buy ourselves we can work ourselves into the kingdom of God, and Jesus says no, that's that's not how it works, you know. The only way we can do it is to Accept the gospel take on uh, take it on like the the treasure and the and the pearl, and make that decision you know which mm. which 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 thing you're going to be part of you know so I, I really encourage our listeners you know make that decision whatever you're caught up in at the moment submit submit and give it to Jesus as yeah, sell out sell out to what Jesus has for you mm,
0: indeed um thank you david, for today 's sharing, and I hope our listeners have been. Blessed with your message, and um, what do you have for us next week?
1: Next week, it's uh, it's called the Lost, Lost and Found, mm-hmm. and it's uh, three parables in successive uh, successive um, what's the word? Su- well, successive series of Jesus making these rapid points about what salvation is about.
0: Mm. So join mm. David and I next week to hear more of that. And uh tomorrow we have Peter Watts and Jason. Uh Peter will be talking about consecration. And um I encourage our listeners to text um the code encounter four to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine to get um today's book offer which is investigating the judgment. Um, Thank you for joining us today. Wherever you are, enjoy the rest of your day. We are going out with this song, Before the Throne of God, by Chris Rice.
5: Before the throne of God above, I have a strong and perfect plea. A great high priest whose name is love Whoever lives and pleads for me My name is graven on his hands My name is written on his heart I know that while in heaven he stands No tongue can bid depart. When Satan tempts me to despair and tells me of my guilt within, upward I look and see him there who made an end of all my sin. Because the sinless Savior died, my sinful soul is counted free. For God the just is satisfied to look on Him and pardon me. Behold Him there, though. My perfect spotless righteousness The great unchangeable I am The King of glory and of grace One with Himself I cannot die My soul is purchased by His blood My life is hid with Christ on high, with Christ my Savior and my God. My life is hid with Christ on high, with Christ my Savior.